Today on the pour over, Dill and Joe catch up on what life has been like on hiatus, touch on the finale of Dead to Me 2, and discuss the future of the show. It's been a minute since we hosted a show, but we back at it. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to the pour over podcast hosted by myself, Dill. And Joe. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time we're chatting about the finale of Dead to Me 2. We're also just going to catch up on all the coffee stuff and the shows that we've been watching. But before we get into all that, let's just catch up with Porvo Boys. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? How's it's it going? It's been a long minute. I uh, know. This is probably the second long, the longest hiatus, maybe. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know when the last time we released the episode. I mean, it was in the summer sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're crazy. We're crazy on it though. Before that, I mean. Oh yeah, we we're, we were very consistent. We're episode seventy three. Yeah, this is not bad. So yeah, I guess I think we deserve ourselves a break. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so it's good, and and now we back too. So yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I know all those listeners have been eagerly waiting the everyday refresh the pour over page. Be like, is there yep. a new episode yet? Yeah. So. Shout outs to. Timothy, yeah, I know you're listening, Timothy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, gotta get that personal shout out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, yes. Now that we're, we're 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 listening and watching, <laughs> yeah, listen more. You get those personal shout outs, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, dude, what's uh, what's been your coffee been like, man? It's 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 been a while. So, any any new things? What what you've been what you've been drinking, brewing? What's what's going on? Right, right. Um, so I have. Uh, been using my AeroPress mostly. Mm, nice. Uh, I've been really lazy at getting more filters, but I, you know, f- before we even took our break, you know, we've been talking about, or I've been talking about the getting the Chemex filters back. Mm. You know, getting uh, some um, uh, Kalita Wave filters, but just haven't really got back on that train yet. So, Ooh, so you just going through like the repository of filters, like, oh, I'm out of Chemex. Oh, I'm out of Kalita. Yeah. Now to the AeroPress. Yeah. Right, right, nice. right. I haven't started using like toilet paper yet. That's mm, probably soon. gonna, yeah. That's that's gonna be my breaking point. That's when I know to <laughs> to actually go buy some filters. Nice. Though um, the AeroPress filters are reusable, though. Oh yeah, uh, there's I that saw video that. on that. I don't. Have you done that yet? No, I, I'm not. like not into that idea. No, because the whole the whole idea of the AeroPress is that it's it's efficient and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like you pop it out. Like after you're done, you're yeah. done with the, uh, your cup, you just pop out the puck and, and out comes the filter with it. So, you know, you're done with it. Um, but to like go back and get yeah. that filter and dry it. And I don't man. know about that. I'll see if I can find the the video to link it, but it's like the creator of the Aeropress yeah. does that. Which yeah. is wild to me. Like the guy yeah. that invented this, like he'll just use the same filter, and I just, I feel like that's not what most people do. Yeah, right. Most normal people, I guess, not coffee. Yeah. Environmentally friendly enthusiasts, I guess. Hmm. Um, I do have the Primo that that you gave me, oh, so I could still right. use that. The fellow, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, or did Calvin give me that? Can't remember. Um, anyway, anyway, um, coffee is a gift that keeps on giving. So right. you know, we're just doling them out. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, so I, yeah, I've been drinking the um counter culture okay. uh, hologram lately. Solid. Uh. And yeah, and that that one um 
is is their I think it's their most common blend. Okay. I think it's just like their year round, um, you know, just um house blend. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> the flavor notes are fruity, milk chocolate, and syrupy. Mm. And uh it is a blend of uh Guatemala and Ethiopia beans. Nice. So um yeah, it's got a uh Concepcion, which I think we've talked about before oh, yeah. on that this sounds pod. familiar. Yeah. Uh and um let's see. Yeah, it it's just uh I, I actually got it at um a grocery store. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about grocery store coffees and I took a risk on this one. Mm. Uh the roast date is October seventh. Ooh, uh, little little old on that one. Yeah, little, uh, little, little. It's November uh, right dusty. now for those listeners that don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's a good cup. I think um, it, it it's very chocolatey. Okay. Like it's got like that like you know chocolates mm. or maybe cocoa has that like tanginess to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's got that, <clears throat> and um, it is a little bit sweet, but like not I don't know syrupy. Mm. Um. But it's also been a long time since I started talking to you about tasting notes, so <laughs> I might be off a little bit. Yeah, and as long as it still tastes decent, you know, like, so it's not past however that threshold is. Like, it's not too old or it just right. tastes, like, stale or, or whatever. But also, I mean, it's counterculture, so I'm sure you're starting with quality beans. So even if they de- deteriorate a little bit, I'm mm. sure they'd be okay. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an okay cup for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, nice. yeah. What's your coffee game been like? What have you been brewing lately? Yeah, dude. Like I, I don't exactly remember what where I was at the last time we we recorded. But in general, like since this year, maybe around the summer, my whole coffee world turned upside down, man. Mm-hmm. Like everything's new. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll definitely have to get more into it. I think as we yeah get back into the different episodes and start recording more, but. Um, you know, high level review. I started roasting my own coffee. Okay, uh-huh. using the Hive Roaster. Shout out. And also, I I bought a manual espresso maker. I think I did mm-hmm. mention that before. And so I, I've been roasting my own coffee, making espresso. I still do mm-hmm. V sixty pour over a lot. So I kind of go now. My rhythm has been between using the flare and mm-hmm. my V sixty. Just kind of that's depending. the new pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, roasting my own coffee. Like I. I don't think I've bought roasted coffee since, I don't know, like June. Whoa. (laughs) Got a new man over here. Yeah, I just been um, doing my own. um, I I can't say it's like amazing, but Mm -hmm. it's like it's a fun experience as long as you're okay with the fact that the coffee won't be as won't be roasted as well as like a professional roaster, obviously. But I feel mm-hmm. like I get most of the way there and I'm learning. So it'll kind of be get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most recently I've been roasting this Ethiopia Conga natural, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, I've been buying green beans from this website called happy mug. Okay. So yeah, about to actually put in a new order for, for some oh, more nice. beans, but yeah, so it's been fun, man. Like uh, the Hive Roaster, I would definitely recommend it. 
as like a first roaster. I mean, it's my first roaster. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's all manual though. So you definitely get like an arm workout. You, you have to spin it <laughs> um, over the flame. Oh, so, the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, everything I have is is manual, so maybe that says something about my my preferences. Well, one, mm. like I think it's all cheaper. Like yeah, I think that's, that's right. the main thing. <laughs> uh, but also, you you get to be a part of the whole process, which I feel like even with the pour over, you know, all that, you get to that slow bar kind of like making coffee, and you're you're mm-hmm. involved with the whole process. Like the flare is a manual espresso maker. It's like this lever. There's no you don't mm-hmm. plug it in or anything. Same mm-hmm. with the hive. I mean, you have to use some type of flame, but you don't plug it in. And so yeah. you, you're just kind of involved with it. You know, there's pros and cons with it, of course. It's not as repeatable, but it's, it's fun. So I think yeah. I, I've been enjoying my coffee process, learning how to roast, learning how to make espresso, all that good stuff. Nice. <clears throat> is the, what? what is the... Um... Uh, what's the word, uh, the marketplace like for green coffee beans, is, you know, cause, cause the, you know, third wave coffee and, you know, to buy beans online, it's, it's very mainstream, you know, yep. it's like very glitzy. It's, you know, you, you get to read about the flavor notes. They mm-hmm. talk you about the origins of the beans. It, is it the same with green beans or is it, is it more stripped down? Like what, what is the yeah. marketplace like? That's a good question. At least in my limited experience, um, I think it's a little bit less, um, it has less of that polish on it maybe, you know, that third wave, like snob, hipster kind of vibe. I feel like it has less (laughs) of that. Um, So, I mean, I I bought my my green beans from like a couple different places. Like originally I bought it from a local roaster, Addison Coffee Mm -hmm. Roasters here. They also sell green beans. Mm -hmm. And with them is... I think it's it's just how they uh, package their beans in general. Like th- there weren't any flavor notes or anything, so it's just kind of like this mm-hmm. coffee's from Colombia and that's it. Um, mm. Whereas like this Happy Mug, um, they they give this little, little label. Um, oh, cool! Where it gives you kind of some instructions on how they would roast it. Okay. And then they give you some tasting notes for like this Ethiopia conga. They say lemon, berry, chocolate, creamy, floral. And this one, they also give mm. kind of the same type of details that it would have on the side of the bag. Like if you're buying mm-hmm. roasted, uh, they tell you, you know, where it's from, the region, the process, the altitude, and the day it arrived, that kind of stuff. Um, mm. So, yeah, it can get more more detailed, but I feel like it's less um, elitist, maybe, oh, of a vibe. Okay. Right, I feel yeah. like I, there actually are a lot of different websites to buy coffee. Like Sweet Maria's is one, probably the most popular one. Happy Mug, I mm-hmm. think, is pretty popular in some other ones. Mm-hmm. Where to me, it just feels like, like Happy Mug specifically, the beans come to you in a Ziploc bag. Like they're not oh. trying to make it look nice. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think it's it's, it's, it's great. A different vibe. So it's just kind of like this yeah. is what it is. Like you DIY, kind of do it at home yourself, kind kind of thing. So which I appreciate. And actually, on even with roasting and the flare, also I've maybe rediscovered or discovered like Facebook groups. Um, mm. which kind of have these communities. So I joined like there's a flare, um, Facebook group and there's like a couple oh, cool. different coffee roasting Facebook groups where people just post about their process, things they're learning, things they're doing, which I think wow, that's, that's also been a pretty good um, part of the process. It's like a community kind yeah. of thing where people like posting pictures, like, Oh, it's my first roast. Like, what do y'all think? Or just trying to get ideas. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I'm learning a lot of the stuff too. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just this whole, whole, whole process, whole community in general. I don't get the vibe, at least in the Facebook groups that people are like judging other people, you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like in some third wave coffee shop, it, it'd be like that. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You putting sugar in your drink. Like what's up with that dude? You know, yeah, whereas cream people, in your drink? people do, do whatever, you know, and just try, yeah. try to help each other out. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what have your coffee thoughts been? Yeah, for sure. So um, at at the time of this recording, obviously, you know, Thanksgiving just passed for us um, Mm -hmm. here. And for me, well, one, Thanksgiving, but also uh, pandemic life, you know? Yeah. So, like, we're not really gathering per usual. But uh, it's been amazing this past week or so. We've had different Mm. family friends still, like, drop food off for us or, like, you know, we, we, like, try to trade things and, and... um, give each other food or just stay connected, you know, text yeah. each other, talk and stuff like that. So for me, I think it's it's pretty amazing to see that you can still be connected with other people, even mm-hmm. if you're not like physically in person. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I feel like this on, on like a meta level, even this this podcast is like that for you and me because we don't mm-hmm. live in the same state. Uh, right. you know, we're, now we're talking, we're still keeping up, all that kind of stuff. So uh, more than ever, I think it's like a reminder that even though, you know, we're, we're stuck at home and all that, like we can still have human connection. Mm. And so I think I, I was reminded of that even more. We're like, oh yeah, people drop off food, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And especially just given the holidays. So yeah, yeah. human connections. Yeah. We try and, we try and, um, we're adaptable, you know, we try and make, yep. make a way to connect with one another. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? What's your coffee thoughts? <sighs> yeah. Mine's a little bit less deep. Um, <laughs> But I had Thanksgiving on my own in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, my my significant other's family made dinners for us individually. Wow. Yeah. So there's that human connection thing. Yeah. Again, uh, we we met at a nondescript Lowe's parking lot to pick <laughs> up the food. <laughs> it's kind of like a a drug heist kind of kind of feeling but it wasn't it was just turkey and stuff wholesome, but wholesome. super wholesome yeah like yeah uh home cooked uh food and pumpkin pie wholesome so nice yeah had the whole spread and everything wow. so yeah that's definitely that probably is what i'm grateful for yeah. for sure that's going to be like what's making me happy this week mm. but um uh, my co- coffee thought is Turkey really do hit that sleep right. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't know what's in that turkey or if it's the combination of turkey dressing and gravy. Mm. But, um, and, you know, there's milk in there too. You know, and milk has the tryptophan and mm. all that. Or maybe that's in the turkey. Anyway, um, yeah, the after the after Thanksgiving meals, man, that, that, that coma hits you just... Just around three o'clock, you know, if you're eating a little bit late in the, you know, in the morning, in the day, and then, and then at night, you know, with a little nightcap, a little turkey, mm. it'll, it'll, it'll put you to bed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Just like the Thanksgiving nap is definitely a thing that just every, mm-hmm. like a lot of people do. And so, yeah, that Thanksgiving food. Yeah. It's a little bit like. I'm not a napping person. Like mm. I used to nap a lot more like yeah, in college, same. but, um, now like when I nap, I, I'm always like groggy and a little bit disoriented mm. <clears throat> when I get up. And so, um, yeah, like even, even on Thanksgiving, uh, um, 
day when like I'm with my family and we, we have a, you know, a big dinner or we have a big lunch and we all kind of like go to bed or, you know, whatever, when we wake up, it just feels weird. Mm. I don't know. Um, but that's just how I am with naps and stuff. But, um, and another thing, and this is kind of a cultural thing, but I, I didn't growing up. I mean, first of all, growing up, you know, a Chinese Thanksgiving is something different. Oh, for sure. But, (laughs) but we always ate Thanksgiving dinner at dinner time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like most Americans eat Thanksgiving meals around lunchtime. I I have never really thought about that, but I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like totally an Asian thing to be mystified by this, but I really was kind of, uh, it opened, my eyes were opened, uh, like last year. Um, but, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I, I think I've literally never thought about that before. Yeah. <laughs> my, Thanksgiving dinner is just always like dinner. So mm-hmm. like all this stuff, lunch, you might eat something else, but you know, turkey, all that stuff we, you know, save for dinner. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, it's weird. My, my family will do like hot pot or whatever, but yeah. for some reason we, I, I don't know if it's like. Uh, obligation or something but we still have traditional thanksgiving food like at the table like mm, in addition yeah, to same. the hot pot it's weird same. i'm like is this like obligatory turkey mashed potatoes <laughs> like it doesn't really go together right so i'm like why is it here like if we're gonna do one or the other you know maybe do one for lunch do one for dinner like that would make sense but for some reason we family always buys like the turkey mashed potatoes all that stuff mm-hmm. and then we also have like asian food so i, I don't know would you take the turkey and put it into the hot pot? Oh, nah, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you save the bones to make hot pot broth later? Oh, I, I could see people doing that. I, I don't think my, my I family think does. but We did that. We took the bones yeah. and we made hot pot broth or even just, um, did you ever make noodles, like noodle soup out of it? Mm. Like we threw some like cellophane noodles in there. Yeah, yeah. Made some like turkey. Because there's the, um, you know, this is like a whole other cultural conversation, but like, uh, for like Americans, there's Turkey, but for like Asian people, there's duck. Mm, Like that's that's kind of our outside of chicken. Like that's that's our poultry of choice. And you know how you have the Peking duck, but then after you finish the duck, they Mm -hmm. take the bones and they make like a duck soup with the, like there's some like noodles in there. And then there's got like, there's got some vegetables and Mm -hmm. stuff. We would do the same thing with the Turkey. Mm, That's smart. Yeah. Mm, making me hungry now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh well, let's let's move on to the to our um kind of episode discussion this week. But um so yeah, it's been a minute since we talked about Dead to Me too. <laughs> that show's kind of dead to us. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a long time, but um I rewatched the finale today. Dill kind of got a synopsis of it, but um Basically, we're just picking up um, after, uh, well, there's a lot that happens after that midway point. You know, Ben is, Ben and Jen are getting real close. Mm. And then um, Jen basically, like, pushes him away. Uh, So he's, like, kind of sad. And then um, Judy's getting more tied up with uh, um, Detective Perez. And Nick enters the picture again. Steve is obviously dead. That's been kind of the whole premise mm. of the show. So um, 
the idea is that they're all starting to figure out kind of like, oh, they're putting the pieces together. And uh, Jen and Judy do this the whole the whole season. They just do this back and forth thing the whole time anyway. Like, mm. they're good. They're not good. And, like, most recently they had a, a pretty big um, kind of fight, which kind of led to them splitting up. But um, Judy uh, comes upon a new piece of evidence from... Um, Jen's son, uh, what's his name? Um, the older one. Uh-huh. Oh, James can't remember his name. Uh, we'll call him Tim. We'll call him Timothy. Yeah, the younger one's Henry, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember, oh, dude. Gosh, this is sad. Oh, we're, we're uh, bad at this now. We're bad at this show. We're, yeah. we're bad at this podcast thing. Uh-oh. Um. <laughs> anyways, she finds the um the the bag that was supposedly burned up in mm. Steve's car. Which, like, I, I don't get how that happens, but I guess, you know, karma exists in the world. Mm. And so um, she brings it to the police department. Nick takes a listen to it. She's like, hey, you better listen to this somewhere where you, your chief can't hear it. Mm. And he's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. So, he, you know, realizing that this is some dirt on the chief. Um, this gets its way to Perez while Perez is taking... Um, Jen to and from that forest where they supposedly buried um, Steve's body and then um, the rest of the episode kind of is this this closure you know it's ultimately this closure about how Jen and Judy are going to be able to get away with this and the police department is getting rid of their hella racist chief Mm. and um, you know uh, Perez is going to keep it under covers like it's, it's all good all the while, at the same time, Ben is getting a call about how they found his brother's body. Mm. Um, and Ben's life at this point has already been kind of like in the gutter. Like, you know, he's at his mom's place packing stuff up. He's real depressed. He hears he, he's been drinking, you know, ever since Jen kind of, quote unquote, broke ties with him. Mm. So um, the the way the episode ends. um is like major, like it's super shocking. Mm. And uh, basically we get to the stop sign that Jen and Judy are at, uh, which happens to be the stop sign that Jen was like getting this, the city to, to put into place. So it's like, Whoa, that's awesome. The minute she pulls out of it, she gets T-boned by this, um, this old like SUV turns out that, Ben is the one that's mm. at the wheel mm. uh, and totally disoriented. He drives off like a hit and run. And then for a second there, we think that Jen is KO. Like she's mm. dead. She's done. But then uh, we get some voiceover that uh, Judy's talking to her and she's, she's awake. And that's how the episode ends. That's wow. the season finale wow. of dead to me too. So um, I thought it was a great finale. I thought it was, um, totally um, fitting for the mm. for the whole series. Uh, very shocking. I didn't I didn't expect to see that. Um, but but yeah, Dill, what did you think about uh, this show overall? The finale, you know, everything. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of layers to that. I think like one, of the, they're at the stop sign, like you said, and that's basically I think where Ted died, right? Because that's the where she wanted the top mm. the stop sign to be at, right? When her oh, husband died. The whole premise of the show, um, and then yeah, Ben coming in like 
with Steve's twin, right? Because mm-hmm. end of season one, um, Jan kills him or kills Steve basically, and then Ben yeah. over here. It's just so much going on, so many different layers. And I think they present it really well. Like, it, it, like I'm not confused, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see it, I can feel it. I was surprised too, because mm-hmm. I because they go they they switch it so fast. Because I think what was happening was Jen and Judy they had bought a new car for older son. I don't oh yeah, know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm, yes. I'm, while you're talking, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm son number find. one, um, they <laughs> the firstborn. <laughs> they, they bought him a car because you know that was like a whole thing. He wanted a car, etc. That's why he like stole Steve's Mercedes, and right, he was very happy. Right. Like and like because uh, right before this, at the end of the episode, they they're basically wrapping everything up. Everything, all the loose ends that were causing them stress, grief, like this cloud over them. Like right. they were making a turn for the better, basically. Like uh, Jen mm-hmm. had confessed to Detective Perez, and Perez was like, "Don't worry about it," you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah. like all these things. Jen was about to turn herself in, and like it, it's very. It went from very bleak and kind of really emotional um, in a sad way to mm-hmm. suddenly be like, "Oh, everything's kind of okay. The sun is shining again," mm-hmm. and then quickly mm-hmm. way back down to be like, "I don't know, yeah. hit and run is Ben like." All, all this stuff. And we don't yeah. know what the outcomes of that are going to be. Like, we'll see that in season three. It's a total cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Like, if if anything, the Dead to Me writers are like the cliffhanger, like, gurus. I, I don't know. I feel like every episode, <laughs> than, they have that. Yeah. So Even more than Westworld. Oh, yeah. Like, they they just hit it every every episode very hard. Um, and then the yeah. season finale, of course, they got to go step it up another notch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I and feel there, like there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and they're so good at making connections. Like, mm-hmm. there are very, I don't know, maybe this is, like, me kind of uh, not remembering that <laughs> enough about the show, but there are not a lot of loose ends in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I, I feel like they tie up everything really well. Yeah. Like, um, there were some things that happened in the beginning, uh, like, not in the beginning, beginning, but... When Steve's car got burned, mm. we had that recording thing, the the cell phone and all that. We're like, oh, that got burned up with the car, mm. but they showed it to us. So there has to be something about that. Mm. And it comes back here at the end with it being the criminalizing evidence to be able to, you know, take down the chief. And then to note that the chief is connected to uh, Steve mm-hmm. because they're in this Greek mafia thing is is like a great way to tie up, you know, all those yeah. things together. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think part of me wants to be a little, a little too like hypercritical and then mm. like the show, like obviously everything ties together really well. All these things, it just feels so like mm. packaged in okay. its own little world. Like I thought you were gonna say that, like, yeah. Like, oh, of course, it's Ben like coming to to run Jen and Judy over. Like this world just continues to spiral into its own chaos. That mm. is on one level crazy, but on the other level, like they just living in their own world over in Laguna Beach or whatever. Like which I feel yeah. like we touched on before. It feels a little removed. Like, yeah, it's just kind of isolated. Yeah, which is fine. It's a show, right? Um, but sometimes once like. If I take a second to think about it, I think it takes me out of the show sometimes where I'm like, yeah. oh, like it makes total sense that Ben is the guy that did that hit and run. At the same time, I'm like, mm-hmm. 
what, what kind of coincidence is this? You know, like, so, yeah. you know, so sometimes Horrible you, you, you just, just got to let but... the show ride, like, just let it be. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I, I find myself doing that where I'm like, eh. But that's also the point. Like, it's supposed to be yeah. kind of ridiculous, a little crazy. I mean, it's a comedy, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is It is a bit of a um, utopia, dystopia mm. kind of thing going on. Because, like, in what world would there be, like, this identical semi-identical <laughs> twin thing going on and then that they have these accidents and like it's all just connected yeah but then also in what world would you find criminalizing evidence on a ch- police chief yeah and then get that racist guy out of there out of the the department like that doesn't happen in the it's real too, world a like too easy it's too easy like yeah not 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 in america yeah so you know the, obviously to put maybe it's putting too much weight on on just like a comedy show on Netflix or something, but I think mm-hmm. if I had anything <laughs> to say that's like eh, you know, that that might be it. Overall, though, like you know, the show's funny. I, I like it, mm-hmm. and I think uh, this season especially, I feel they really built out some of the extra characters, like the supporting mm-hmm. cast, other than just Jen and Judy. So, right. like you know, bringing up like De- Detective Perez, you know, all, uh, I think Michelle as well, you know, like mm-hmm. Ben, the whole new character. So yeah. I feel like they, they really brought more than just the two two main characters in. So I I thought it was good, and I'm, I'm looking forward to season three. I'll watch it yeah. whenever it comes out. Yeah, the the third and final season, I think. Oh, is, is it? What, Did they say that? Yeah, that's what it says on Wikipedia. Oh shoot! Yeah, dang Wikipedia. Yeah, you know it's true. Yeah, that's right. Facts. Um, oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that they will end it after three. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't want it to be so ridiculous. Yeah. Like they, they recognize, like they're self aware to be like, there should be a limit to this. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's interesting because they also introduced a character at the end, which is uh, Judy's mom who's in prison. Oh, yeah. That's right. right. And she, yeah. that, that was a whole emotional thing too, which I think, like, while still building out the other characters, I think they really gave more depth to Jen and Judy too, um, mm-hmm. where Judy's trying to reconcile with her mom and stuff, but her mom. Same old trying to take advantage, right? Trying to ask for money, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so that I, I'm sure she'll definitely come back, um, yeah, and and be a big part of season three. So yeah, I think another character that could come back is, or two characters, one that's already been here, but <clears throat> Lorna. Oh yeah, and um, Ben's mom, because mm. uh, Jen had given the uh, the house to oh, that's right. Lorna's project, so. Lorna will be working with Ben's mom on selling that house. So mm. I'm sure that'll come into play a little bit too. Yeah, in season the, the three. cast is actually a lot bigger than I think I remember it being, but there's, there's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of characters, a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for Nick's sure. still hanging out, chilling, doing his thing. <sighs> yeah. Bachelor Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, pretty, pretty good show. I think, um, I, I was making a little bit of a parallel between this show and Umbrella Academy because mm-hmm. we we're talking about how things kind of connect, but then also like the ridiculousness of things. Yeah. So I know you've watched and maybe finished season two. Yes. I'm still kind of working through it, but um, this is transitioning a bit into our next segment and, and kind of also talking about like, what is our pod going to end up being? Mm-hmm. And um, Meta. Yeah, you know, you know, we got to put layers on it. Um, but um, 
Yeah. So anyways, let's talk about that just a little bit, but also I think going forward, we're going to try and do things a little bit more, um, uh, just not so parallel. Mm -hmm. So we'll just kind of be talking about different shows that we're watching. You know, Dill said like make recommendations for what we could watch, you know, kind of pitching it to each other, just talking about the different shows we're watching because we do watch different shows Mm -hmm. and at different paces yeah so it's a very kind way to say i watch way too much tv and joe's a normal person so. no i watch reality tv which is not a normal thing <laughs> it's actually bad for me mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, we all just binge our own things so yeah exa- we all, you know pick your poison right yeah, yeah um anyway so i watched a little bit of umbrella academy mm-hmm. um i um Oh, it's been a while since I picked mm. it up, but I haven't finished it. Um, Not good enough to to watch it all the way through, huh? I don't know. It's a little confusing when they got the handler back involved. Oh yeah, I was a I I got it. It just I think with Umbrella Academy, you you kind of reach this saturation point of mm. craziness, and then and then like you got to either lean into it, yeah, or you kind of get you kind of back off a little uh-huh. bit because it's like too much. But I, I'm at that decision point right now. Yeah, with the show. <laughs> I mean, we, we've talked about it with Umbrella Academy. It's just whenever time travel and like other dimensions, like just these other things are very hard to define and understand. Like, but they have uh, infinite impacts on like the mm-hmm. reality and the story. Like, when, once those things come in, it just becomes really, com- really confusing. Yeah, and like yeah, the possibilities, yeah, even just... in the best way, like there's still got to be plot holes. Just because you can't, you know, you can't think of everything. Um, right. Because yeah. um, one of the first big reveals is that um, who is uh, Cha-Cha and the other guy? Mm-hmm. Um, Hazel? Hazel. Hazel comes back because you think he's oh, dead. Yeah. Right. Then I he's like, he randomly that. shows up. He dies again, <laughs> like really quickly. <laughs> but he like shows up and hands... Um, Five, number five yeah. like uh was it another suitcase uh, i think or? it's like the time traveling briefcase that they use yeah at, at the whatever it's called <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it's, it's interesting like i think it gets a little weird i don't know how far into the season you are but yeah i feel like they chose to lean in a little bit more on the time travel aspect so mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting um yeah, so I mean, like, if if people are into the Umbrella Academy general like vibe, you know, I feel like it's, it's worth watching for sure. Uh, a lot of it is set yeah. in Dallas, so you know, shout out. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so it's kind of cool, D-town. like the, the street where I think Hazel hands the briefcase um, to to five. I, I think that's like in you know, Oak Cliff. Like I, I remember that street, mm. and so it's interesting um, to see that as someone that lives in the Dallas area. Yeah, so. I thought um, I thought they mentioned Deep Ellum too mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because we both been there, um, and I haven't been in the um, museum. But have you been to the museum in Dallas? The um, oh, the JFK one, the, the Fifth Floor Museum. Uh-huh. I haven't. They call it? I heard I heard it's really cool, but no, I haven't. I've just driven around West End right there where where it all happens. So that's yeah, yeah. So it's 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 cool when the historical aspects like you've actually been to the, that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, you recommend me keep going? Yeah, definitely. To, to keep going? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
I wish I had something to recommend back to you, but we were just talking a little bit off the show about the Great British Baking Show. Oh yeah, which um, uh, this this new season's interesting. I watched the first episode of the okay. newest season. They do celebrity cake heads, mm. like busts of celebrities. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and it's it's terrifyingly funny. It's just so <laughs> it's it's horrendously bad. Yeah, and um, I. It made the rest of the season worth watching. That's just, funny. It's just really it's it. They did a David Bowie. Oh yeah. They did, and he looked like a like a melting um, uh, David Bowie face that mm. it looked like he put on a few pounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay, yeah, I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And another one a show that I, I just recently started watching yesterday um is the queen's gambit it's, oh it's been, yeah it's been receiving a lot of hype you know in the past like month or whenever it came out you know it's about like a um, chess prodigy basically mm-hmm. um and it's it's pretty good i mean it's it's more okay. i mean obviously it's like it's it's like drama so more serious um but i i think it's really well done like the music everything like i feel like it, it all works together really well and mm-hmm. to me i just keep thinking how interesting it is that like a good story is all that really matters because mm. uh i mean i'll, chess I'll admit is... yeah chess <laughs> is not the most interesting thing to the majority of the world i would say um mm. i like chess playing a little here and there i'm not good at it but so it's kind of interesting um, those are but... hot takes still <laughs> don't, don't have the chess community oh yeah you know, we, we out here coming at you they're gonna email us um <laughs> yeah but it's Interesting. That's just what I kept thinking. I'm like, oh, this show's about someone that plays chess. Um, but then the story the, the behind it, like, is, is interesting. So, and the way mm. they shoot it, like, it's it's all, there's the human aspect of it, too. And, mm. but, like, the thing with it is, I feel like there's, I, I assume it has to be purposeful, but there's this, like, ambiguity in it where huh. I don't know what's going to happen next necessarily in terms of, like, the character relationships. And for me, I just mm. I, I don't necessarily know like who is actually a good person and who's actually a bad person. Because I, I really yeah, like just when I'm watching it, I'm like, I get the sense that this person is this way, like my interpretation of them. But then I'm like not super sure. And so is it's it like interesting. A, is it like a documentary or? Ooh, I I actually have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, um, if it is, it has to be like super like dramatized i don't think it is i feel like they would say that like in the opening credits or something Um, the only reason i'm not super sure is because like it's set in the past and they they like use people's names and stuff and so it probably includes real life people right like real life grandmasters or yeah i think that'd be my guess um but it doesn't say it's like based on a true story or what are inspired or you know whatever they say so I, yeah. I don't think it is like whoever like the main character. I don't think she's she was a real person. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's I, I just started it, um, and it's it's worth the hype. I think it's it's a okay. Yeah, at first I would say it feels a little slow burn, but then it, it doesn't feel that bad. Like it, it's all important. I think so. Mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit would recommend. Part of me didn't want to watch it because there's like hype. You know, it's like number mm-hmm. one on the Netflix for for so long, and I was like. Yeah, um, but then mm. I, I, I started watching it yesterday. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, 
Uh, we could keep talking about shows, but another one that I started watching was um, The Good Place. Oh, yes. Uh, as recommended by you a while back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it gives me... I've talked about this before with you, but it gives me major, like, community vibes. Mm. Like, it's just very character relationship driven. Yeah. Like, you know, like that everything is like within that group, like everything that's funny and just all the plot development is like within that group. And it's like very like ragtaggy, like, Hey, like, Oh, that's Michael. He does Michael things. Uh And like, Oh, that's, you know, that's like, um, you know, that's cheaty. He does like cheaty things. So, um, yeah, I've been watching that season three right now, I think episode six or so. Nice. So, um, I'm gonna keep watching that. Um, uh, but it's been, it's been good. It gets a little bit wonky, like season three hmm. when they go to earth, it just kind of, it kind of, you know, instead of the time travel thing, it's yeah. the space, space travel thing <laughs> where they're going yeah. between. Like, I always say the like definitely the, the earlier seasons are the strong suit of the show. It, it gets yeah. again, the the time and like dimensional stuff, like, it it gets out of hand very easily. Yeah. So, but it is a good show. And, like, it doesn't necessarily surprise me. It feels similar. I mean, it's, like, it's made by one of the guys that was, like, that made The Office and, like, Parks and Rec and all that. It's, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is, is the show runner or whatever it's called. So, yeah. it's, it's in that same vein, I think. Um, yeah. That, may, that would make... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how this new structure for our pod goes. We're just kind of rolling yeah. with it. Uh, listeners will have yeah. to roll with us too. Hopefully, they'll they'll come back and not think that our <laughs> our show's just gone forever, meaningless. It's like oh, <laughs> they just they just talk about random shows. Yeah. Like, you know. So maybe it'll be helpful too because I do realize like not everyone watches the show that we're talking about, and then we'll spend yeah. you know like five to ten episodes of a podcast talking about it. Um, whereas this may be a little more high level. And it's like a recommendation kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's not always something that both of us will have seen. So it's like we're telling each other, but also telling the audience. So, yeah, I think we can always do like if we want to, if there's a show that we're both mm-hmm. really interested in or if we're getting a lot of recommendations from our friends, like do a deep dive. That's true. On a show, we yeah. could always get back into that. But um, yeah, maybe Westworld season. Oh, yeah. It's probably not going to come out for like five years or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Westworld, that's, uh, they make you wait so long, but yeah. Right. They're like the, the PS, the PS fours, yeah. PS fives of, uh, of this that's TV right. show industry. So yeah, we'll, we'll just roll with it. Hopefully you as the audience are, are cool with that and you'll join us for the ride and we're, we're opening recommendations and we'll keep it flexible, you know? So yes, sir. yeah, but you know, trying to keep it, not totally flexible, totally different. Uh, we try to end it like we usually do. Uh, it's time for our, our segment, which is, you know, what's making you happy this week. We're sharing about one thing recently that's been giving us energy, just the good vibes, you know, positivity. So yeah, Joe was making you happy this week. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I've already talked about, uh, Thanksgiving and how that's, um, just been something that's very different this year, but, um, Definitely just receiving a Thanksgiving meal Mm. to eat, albeit on my own, but at least to have something that, you know, bring brings back good memories of being Mm. with other people, uh, being with family and friends, being with close people, um, you know, was 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 really nice. So um, that that gift from 
my significant other's family was, was really what was making me happy this week. And, um, I, I have leftovers, so that's good too. I don't, mm. I don't have to cook as much yes. and, you know, less work is always, um, something to be happy about. Nice. So, yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, here in in Texas, the weather's been pretty good. There are a couple of days where it's cold by our standards. It's not cold by your standards. But um, <laughs> in, in general, the past couple of weeks, the weather's been pretty good, you know, like 60s, 70s, and, and whatnot. So, so for me, like, I recently started getting back into just uh, using my hammock, going outside, oh, okay. hanging, you know, like reading a book or just chilling, like, just to try to go outside and enjoy that weather. Because nice. I think I'm prone to just like stay inside and and not know what temperature it is outside. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, trying to take advantage. Like, yeah. So I actually I started like doing some biking and stuff too, a little, little cycling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just in general being outside, trying to enjoy that. Um, yeah, especially just given pandemic times. Like I think it's, yeah. it's good to get outside, get some fresh air. So yeah, uh, for, for me the first thing that came up to mind was yeah, the hammock. You know. Yeah, so, that's that's good, man. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad that we're both having good weeks so far and just trying to keep it positive and glad that we got back on the pod. Hey, so we back. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll catch you next time, Dill. I see ya. This was a pour over podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pour over underscore show to stay up to date with the pour over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at here comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us, and take care. Woo! Woo! Nice.